sermon podcasts come to you from Christchurch Cathedral in the Anglican Diocese of Fredericton in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. This is a version of a sermon delivered by the Dean of Fredericton, Jeffrey Hall, on the third Sunday in Lent, March 3rd, 2024, entitled Our True Home. Listen to podcasts by visiting the Watch and Listen tab on our website at ChristChurchCathedral.com. Search Christchurch Cathedral Fredericton podcasts on the web, or find us listed on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or TuneIn Radio podcasts. Subscribe using your favorite podcatcher. demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified. One of the interesting aspects of reading about Jesus clearing the temple of merchants selling animals for sacrifice is when this occurs in the Gospel according to John. Um, John would have this happen at Passover, but perhaps not necessarily the Passover just before Jesus' death. You might be more familiar with Matthew, Mark, or Luke's telling about this event, nearer to the time of Jesus' arrest, trial, and crucifixion. What difference does it make to hear about the cleansing of the temple early in Jesus' ministry instead of later? Well, one difference is that this becomes an expressed foundational understanding as John's Gospel builds the portrait of the one who came to bring atonement, at-one-ment, with God. Atonement to the world and the people in it. Salvation is important because it is God's own intention to be at one with his creation and with the Creator. Sorry, with the created. God wants to be at home. At home with us, and he would have us be at home with him. God's will is to commune with us and us with him. So let's think a little bit about the problem that's raised in this sequence of events. Jesus is zealous, or we might even say incensed and angry about what he sees going on in the portico of the Jerusalem temple. So John tells us he made a whip of cords drove them all out. 
poured out their coins and overturned the tables. This scene in John should once and for all cure us of any erroneous images we might have of a gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You know, the fellow in a pure white tunic, sitting on a rock in the midst of a flower garden, monarch butterflies <laughs> fluttering about, chipmunks scurrying around his feet, and children sitting on his knee. No, rather, in this particular image, Jesus is royally annoyed. Let's consider the problem as Jesus may have seen it. He and the disciples go to Jerusalem, and as they enter the temple, it looks and sounds more like the city market than it does a house of prayer. It's busy. It's crowded, even. It's noisy. And in the portico, the outer court, animals are being sold and bought. Commentator Dale Bruner suggests this was necessary activity. The issue is where it's happening. It's crowding out the only space available to the Gentiles for prayer. He says animal sales are a legitimate happening in illegitimate space. So could it be that it wasn't so much what was happening, but where? The church has preached that God frowns upon sacrifice. I'm sure I've heard sermons about that before. Now, the sacrifice of animals isn't a particularly effective practice. But I don't actually hear Jesus forbidding it. Or is it that buying and selling had taken the place of prayer? Because according to John, that's exactly what Jesus said. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. Get these things out of here. We read a little earlier this season that after a miraculous sign and facing potential popularity and fame, Jesus said, let us go so I can preach over there also. From what we know, Jesus is crystal clear about his calling. He knew what his father had sent him to do, and he was all about doing it. He was laser-focused on his goal. 
His mission in the world was atonement. At one meant. The reason God came as Emmanuel, God with us, Messiah, Christ, was to tear down the barriers that had been erected between the Creator and the created. Many, if not most, of Jesus' encounters found in the Gospel accounts include shock over his breaking down walls of every kind, walls that divide. And so he healed the undeserving. He shared meals with outcasts and sinners, often and regularly affirmed women bound by the cultural norms of the day. Jesus touched the untouchable and in the process brought inclusion. His often heated exchanges with scribes, Pharisees, and temple elders are considered some of the high points of his teaching. Jesus was humble, but not timid. Spoke with authority without making a claim to special privilege. He had power over the forces of nature and demons, yet never used it for his own purposes. Jesus, we have come to understand and believe, was the very spirit of the maker of the universe in the form of a human being. So that day in the temple, his actions hardly went unchallenged. Who does he think he is to kick us out of here? To be the boss over us? What sign can you show us for doing this? After all, it's not unreasonable to expect that anyone claiming to be a prophet might show some proof, some evidence of authenticity. The Apostle Paul would later say, Jews demand signs, and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified. He says to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Ha! The Net Bible has a translation note on this verse. This command is meant, it says, to be understood ironically like Go ahead and destroy the temple and just see what happens. Looking back, it's ironic because they think it me that he means the physical building, but Jesus is cryptically saying that he 
is the temple. That's his sign. That's his authority. He is and will be the place for communing with the Father. The way to be at home with God for all God's people. Jesus clears out the space so that all people can commune, be at home, be with the Father again. And, you know, it seems anything he encountered that might prevent that could be found on his to-do list. Anything else? An idol. It's been argued that Jesus didn't intend to start a new church. But he did. Those who follow and obey him are his church. The body of Christ. The temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the church. Jesus was already leading the deconstruction movement 2,000 years ago. Perhaps it shouldn't be a surprise to us that it continues. He's more than happy to have people find him amidst the rubble of shattered idols, systems, and structures. And we continue to pray. Pray that we find our true faith home in him. Christchurch Cathedral is located at the corner of Church and Brunswick Streets in Fredericton, New Brunswick. We're always pleased to welcome visitors and guests. For information on programs and worship times, visit ChristChurchCathedral.com. Send us a message by email at office at ChristChurchCathedral.com or contact the church office by phone Monday to Friday, 9 to 12 noon at 506-450-8500. We'd be pleased to have you visit.